Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewitt and this morning we have not one, but two amazing authors who are waiting in the wings to talk about their pet-centered books. First up is Linda Anderson, who will be talking about her book, Dogs and the Women Who Love Them. And then our old friend and children's book author, Kathy Brodsky, is making a return appearance to share a little, a little about her new masterpiece, The Winner Is. But first, we need to pause just a moment for a quick station message, but stay tuned. We'll be right back here on Retro 1260. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on Retro 1260. I'm Marie Hewlett, and I'd like to welcome now Linda Anderson, author of Dogs and the Women Who Love Them. Good morning, Linda. Thanks for joining us today. Good morning, Marie. Well, that's a title and a half. (laughs) Dogs and the Women Who Love Them. What's your inspiration here? You know, um, my husband, Alan, and I have been writing these books um, for since 1996, and we get so many stories. We just literally have thousands of stories in our files, and many, many of them are from women about their relationship with dogs. Oh, wow. What are your other books about? Are they also animal-related? Yes. We have. Um, we started off with a book called Angel Animals uh, that came out in 1999, and then um, from that point it's Angel cats, angel dogs, angel horses, uh, horses with a mission. You know, we have dog books, cat books, books about all different types of animals. It's a whole series of books, and they're published by New World Library. Oh, fabulous. And what's the the main gist of dogs and the women who love them? Is there a theme? There is. And, uh, you know, these stories are so unusual. They're from women from all over the country. And each one tells about this very unique relationship that the woman had with the dog. And in many cases, um, there's a rescue involved where the woman is rescuing the dog, but then the dog winds up rescuing the woman. Yeah, it's <laughs> funny how that works theme. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, each one of them has a... Uh, the, the dog and the woman find their their reason for being uh, in in the course of telling the story. Well, that's so nice. And then I I was reading through some of the material um, that came along with the book, and there's a story called Growing Up Dog Weird. Can you share a little bit about that one? Uh, That actually is Susan Hartzler. She's uh, in the Los Angeles area. She's a, um, uh, she has Alpha Dog PR is the name of her company, and she wrote this uh, incredible story that we wanted to include because it was so uh, much like the stories we've heard from so many women about growing up with a dog and what that dog can mean to you. And in this particular story, she, um, when she was a little girl, she had this little dog um, that uh, was sort of a, a chihuahua mix. And, um, mm-hmm. uh, and so she really admired uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Uh-huh. And so one day she decided to... Um, steal her mother's lipstick, and she made uh, both her nose and uh, the little dog Siesta's nose oh. red. 
And uh, the whole story is about how Siesta helped her to achieve this childhood dream of becoming Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. That is funny. But poor, poor little doggy. They put up with so much from kids, don't they? They do, but the dog just, you know, she the way she describes it, so beautifully written, she looks down as they're running around this vast backyard that they had, and uh, the and the dog is lost in the fantasy, just like she is. <laughs> That's really neat. So people will share with you their favorite memories of growing up with pets or, or anything, even more recent memories of their pets, and then you compile them into a book? Uh, yes, they do. Actually, uh, most of the stories are are fairly recent. You know, we always include a few that are from people's childhood, but most of them are stories that, that are even still ongoing and where an animal has sparked something in a person that they just, particularly in this book, where a woman could never have done what she did or achieved what she did in life without the dog by her side. Wow. What's your favorite story from the book? Oh, gosh, that's very hard to say, but <laughs> I think one of, one of my favorites is um, about a dog named Miguel that uh, Roseanne Nordstrom from Chicago um, had is a, a Newfoundland lab mix that she rescued from an animal shelter. Mm-hmm. And the, over the course of the story, she um, she's walking Miguel, and they meet a little boy that she calls Paco, who is a little boy from the neighborhood with some other children, who um, uh, are very impoverished. And this little boy, Paco, he saw that Roseanne loved her dog so much, and he decided, he kind of fixed on her and decided that he was going to try to find out could she love him because he had just lost his grandmother, and he was uh, in a very bad uh, situation, uh, sort of like almost homeless. Uh-huh. And um, the story is, is just an incredible story about the love that grows in the family that is formed with Rosa, uh, Roseanne and her husband and this little boy uh, and, the, and the dog. And, and how, the how dog it never would have happened without. Yeah. Yes. That is so wonderful. And I know you have lots of other stories that are, are have that same kind of uh, beautiful theme to it. But I know that you have a story in particular about a dog named Bo, who was a black lab from a rescue, who helped to establish a very special organization in Texas. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Uh, Yes, Bo was a dog that was rescued from the streets. He was a black lab, uh, rescued by uh, Lori Stevens. And um, he was just such a special uh, guy, and uh, she got the idea that uh, she had gotten a call from, uh, she had a dog training uh, um, business, and she got a call from uh, the vet- Veterans Administration near Dallas. Uh, they were looking for dogs that could help veterans who were returning from uh, Iraq and Afghanistan. And she decided to start this group called Patriot Paws, and with the help of Bo, she was able to uh, train dogs to help these disabled veterans. And it's just an amazing story. She wound up getting on David Letterman with the dog and NBC Nightly News and all kinds of wonderful things that, that happened as a, as a result of just being able to help this dog who was such a good role model. He was actually able to help her to raise money and to train the other dogs. Oh, that is so cool. 
I just love it when dogs can help other dogs learn. It seems to help facilitate the whole process when you have a real happy, enthusiastic dog that sort of leads the way and helps all the other dogs learn. Yes. <laughs> That's very nice. And I, I'm a softie for German Shepherds, and you included in your book a very sweet story, a very inspirational story about a dog, a German Shepherd dog named Major. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Let's uh, share with our listeners. Oh, well, that is just an amazing story. It's, it's, a, it's one of the longer stories in the book, and it actually we held a contest before each uh, uh, book, and it was the winner of our, our, our contest uh, looking for stories for the book. Uh, this, little, this dog, a uh, German Shepherd, was severely abused and neglected, and um, a woman named Janet Ballard, who at that time was uh, working for the, uh, was an officer in the Wisconsin Sheriff's uh, Office, uh, she found um, Major, and she decided that Major would actually really make a good um, canine dog. Mm-hmm. She had worked with canine dogs in the military. Mm-hmm. And over the course of the story, you see the, the love and the trust and the protectiveness that developed between Janet and canine. And so here this dog goes from being just a complete throwaway type of creature that no one had any uh, love or caring for. And he, over the course of the story, you see that he becomes uh, an actu- actually a nationally recognized canine champion wow. and wound up saving her life twice. Wow. That's incredible. So a dog that had a less than perfect life, to say the very least, just became a hero. He did. And uh, she now trains dogs at the Minneapolis-St. Uh, Paul Airport to uh, to do uh, drug sniffing and uh, bomb sniffing, bomb detector dogs. Oh, yikes. Scary. (laughs) 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 Let me ask you to share one more story. There's a very cute little uh, story about a doxy named Frankie who who really overcame a lot in his life. I'm wondering if you could tell our listeners a little bit about Frankie. Oh, I'm so glad you picked that one. That's one of my favorites, too. Uh, And actually, we've met Frankie and... uh, Barbara Teckel is the the woman who uh, has Frankie. Frankie's a little dachshund. He uh, uh, became very uh, ill. He actually became paraplegic. And uh, this is what I love about this story is it's one of those stories where, in most cases, people would have given up, or they would have thought, you know, this dog is going to suffer too much. I shouldn't uh, keep keep her going. But uh, Barbara just had a feeling about Frankie that there was something really special about her and that she didn't want to give up. And uh, so she wound up getting a doggy wheelchair for Frankie. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's, it's really quite a life that they have together where, you know, she has to help Frankie with, with all kinds of things that you wouldn't think you'd have to help a dog with. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she turned that around, and now she takes Frankie to schools and helps children to see that you can be disabled or you can have challenges in life and still have a fulfilling life, and she's wound up winning two, uh, writing two award-winning children's books about Frankie, and she actually does uh, Skype uh, classes for children all over the country with Frankie, teaching them about uh, how to uh, uh, respect each other. Oh, I really like that. Linda, these sound like such heartwarming stories, and I'm glad that you've put them all together in a book. And I want to thank you for being with us today and and sharing a few of these stories with us. Thank you. Where can somebody pick up the book? 
you can get this at any bookstore uh, online or in your neighborhood. And uh, we also have it where we autograph it for people at shop.angelanimals.net. Our website is angelanimals.net. Okay. Well, that sounds like a great holiday shopping advice to me. <laughs> we need to take a quick station break now, but don't go away. We'll be right back with children's book author Kathy Brodsky on the Pet Place Radio Show on Retro Telepathy. Welcome back to the Pet Place Radio Show. Making her second appearance here is Kathy Brodsky. Welcome, Kathy. Hi, Marie. It's great to be back. Oh, I'm so glad you are back because I had the uh, pleasant opportunity to read your brand new book, The Winner Is. Isn't it a fun book? It is so cute. And, And for our listeners who don't remember, Kathy is just the most awesome children's book author, and she writes the most fun stories for kids about animals, and I just really enjoy them. Thank you. Thanks. And and one of the things I really enjoy about it are the beautiful illustrations, and, and I'd like to talk a little bit about your inspiration for these illustrations. Well, what happened was, in fact, the way the book came about um, the summer of '09, I had um, a cat contest because I didn't have a cat, and we were looking for a cat for my the book that I wrote right before this, Persnickety. Mm-hmm. And um, I saw these two guys I knew. I said, "Do either of you have a cat?" And one of them said, "No, but my dog Annie could win a cat contest." <laughs> and that's where I got the idea for the winner is. It's okay. about. A dog who's bored at home, no one's paying attention, he sees a poster that says your cat can be a star and says, I can do that. He has to make a million changes. He has to learn to purr and meow. He gets contact lenses. He gets a wig. He watches the animals in the zoo. Um, It's really a funny, funny story. And um, what happened, too, was last winter we had a floppy-eared dog contest. We sent press releases really far. And um, to many, many states, and we had 100 entries. And when people sent in pictures of their dogs, they had to donate to animal shelters, and we raised over $2,000 for animal shelters. Oh, yay. Yay. So we were really happy about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the winning dog, it was, it was so ironic, the winning dog happened to be right here in New Hampshire. Now, he, now was there a little bias there, Kathy? No, be no, truthful. no, we didn't. No, the judges did not know where the dogs were from. Oh, okay, we put okay. them on a screen, mm-hmm. and um, but it's so it's so funny to see this big bloodhound, 135 pounds, uh-huh. in the cat contest with all the cats that weigh you know 10 to 20 pounds. It's really wow. funny. Wow, that's amazing. And how did you get going with the story? Did it just kind of write itself? Did it just flow? Yeah, it really did. It just did. I mean, when this guy said. My dog, Annie, could win a cat contest. That's what happened. And, um, you know, I, I actually started it off by, um, you know, it, it, it started off by uh, a dog seeing the poster. And then I went to my writing group and I read the story and they said, well, why would the dog even want to be in a cat contest? <laughs> so then I put in the first, you know, I'm in my house. I'm always alone. My people are busy, just me and my bone. 
And then he goes and sees the poster. He says, I can do that. You know, that'll be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how it happened. And what's what's funny what's funny that I'm doing the show now is because tonight, um, last spring I did a program at a school, and the librarian from the town library of that school happened to be there. And when I showed the kids who the winning dog was, they said, we know that dog. He He's right down the street here. So tonight I am going to the Hopkinton, New Hampshire Public Library, and the, the surprise guest is the dog. Oh, how cool. Won't that be neat? So the dog and I, I think I get second billing, but the, oh, billing the yeah. dog will be there. You know, that, that always is the case with animals. I know, I know. It'll be a lot. I can't wait. I think the kids are just going to love it. Now, is he going to give paw print autographs? Oh, you know, that's a good question. I think he should. I think I'll call the librarian when I get off with you, and I'll suggest it to her. Oh, just got to be real careful, or you'll end up with paw prints all over the library. That, that's true. That wouldn't be good. That wouldn't be good. <laughs> Kathy, do you ever have the opportunity to go and, and read your books to groups of children? Yes, I do. I go to schools. I go to quite a few schools, and um, and I talk to kids. I talk, I, I read them the stories, but I also talk about kind of the story behind the story, how each book came into being, and I also um, talk about the writing process. So for the older kids, I talk about the writing process. Oh, that's and great. And I go to adult groups, too. So you're inspiring future authors. I hope so. I really do. You know, I think, I, and, I, and I always tell the kids, notice, you know, look around, and you might see something you've never seen before. And listen to what people say because it could just be, I mean, that, that, with that guy saying my dog Annie could win a cat contest, that became a whole book. That is so cool. But and you never know. Yeah, you never know. And life presents itself with so many unusual and funny predicaments that, that would translate to fabulous stories that anybody would love to read about. How difficult is it to write a children's story compared to a story that you're writing for adults? Well, for me, it's just a different point of view. All of all of my books are in rhyming verse, and they all start off as poems. Okay. And then the illustrator takes each group, you know, group of words, and he does a thumbnail sketch, and we go over those. Mm-hmm. And then um, if we make any changes, we do it then, or we do it when he makes larger sketches, and then he'll then he'll he'll do the painting, and sometimes I'll say, well, that doesn't work, and he'll say, well, you approved it in the sketch. I said, uh-huh. well, I didn't see that in the sketch, <laughs> and then he'll we really work very well together. Oh, we really okay. do. Okay. Aside from the the you know battles and the bruises, you know, once you get past that, you really yeah, do and then it's it's really good. I have such a good team. I feel <laughs> between you know with him and the graphics people, and then all of my books have questions in the back, and. So they lead to further discussions. You know, each story has, you know, the, the, the messages in the story. And then, for example, this book is a really funny story about a dog who wishes he could be a cat to win a cat contest. But at the end, he realizes he has to be who he is. And so then I have questions in the back pertaining to that. You know, at times, we, we've, you know, have you ever wished you were somebody else? Mm-hmm. And what was there about that person that made you feel like that? And, you know, why is it important to be who you are rather than be trying to be someone else? Do you have these discussions when you're doing actual readings with kids? I do. What kind I of do. answers do you get? I get all different, all different answers. Um, sometimes even I'll, 
I'll, you know, um, or, or kids will write, um, they'll write letters thanking me and telling me what parts of the story they like the best. Uh-huh. And in, in my first picture book, My Bent Tree, the tree explains why it's crooked because it got hit by lightning. And somebody will write, and my favorite part was when the tree got hit by lightning. And I thought, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you ever noticed when you talk to kids and you're having sort of a a roundtable discussion that almost every kid will start their story off with one time. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and and kids are so honest too. Uh huh. I sometimes they tell you even more than you ever thought you were going to get. More than their parents wish they that's were. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's so true. And I always start off when I talk to groups of kids. I always start off just talking to them first before I before I um I talk about the books. Wow. Do you get any letters that you actually publish online from your from You know, your that's kids? a great idea. I probably should do that. That would be a lot of fun to read, to, to get some of the feedback from the I kids. really should. And and even, you know, I, there were two brothers who wrote comments about my book, on, and I always try to get some kids for the back of the book. And two brothers, one is 8 and one is 11, and they they wrote really nice, you know, nice, nice comments. And, in fact, one, one boy wrote... Um, Kathy Brodsky's books are humorous, and they teach you to respect yourself and everything around you. Mm-hmm. And I remember the graphics person said, an 11-year-old boy wouldn't use the word humorous. I don't think we should use it. And I said, no, but this boy did. And and his mother said he did, and she had nothing to do with the writing of this. Uh-huh. You know? So kids really, I think they surprise you sometimes with, with what they know and what they see. And, and often they don't it. say it. That's right. That's right. And what kind of special things, I know that you've raised money for your local animal shelter. Do you have anything else planned to help some of the uh, rescues and shelters? Yes, yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you asked, Marie. Yeah, and for the animal shelters that we raised over $2,000 for, that, that went out to wherever people wanted to. They weren't just local here in New Hampshire. Okay. They were, you know, for Florida, North Carolina, wherever wherever people sent in, in their pictures from. But... Um, the book after the winter is is about a pig, and the book after that is going to be um, called a horse named Special, and it's about a therapeutic riding horse. Oh. And we're going to have a contest to find the horse that will be the star of the book. Wow! And, and we'll have three runners up, just as we did for um, the winner is, and also for Persnickety too. And um, so the the winning horse will. Um, will have the picture through his his or her picture throughout the book, and the three runners up will have a picture. But also, people will again be asked to donate to horse rescue places of their choice. Oh, that's very nice. And there are definitely a lot of horse rescues right now. And Kathy, I don't know if you know about this, but because of the economy, people are giving up their horses. Oh, I know it's terrible. It's Just really it's right such a, now. Uh, yeah, it's it's really sad. so sad, you know, and I, I know. And so I thought this is something that we could do that would benefit. Um, we're probably going to do it in the winter. The book should be out by next Christmas. It'll be okay. called A Horse Named Special. Okay. But this holiday season, people should be on the lookout for your current books. And why don't we remind everybody all of, about all of your titles? Oh, you're so nice. Okay. The, this one is, I'll go backwards. This one is called The Winner Is, and we just were talking about that. And the book that came out in June was Persnickety, P-U-R-R-S-N-I-K-I-T-T-Y. And the one right before that, that was about cats. The one right before that was about dogs in general. Just called, It's called Just Sniffing Around. Before that, 
is a book about change and recycling called The Inside Story about an envelope that goes through the mail. Mm-hmm. And the first picture book is called My Bent Tree. And that's about um, diversity and friendship and social action. Now, are all of these books hardbound? They're all hardbound. They all have questions. Teachers have used them for lesson plans with the questions in the back. And parents really like them. And I'm getting a lot of requests. Somebody, um, a former client just called me today and said, please, she said, you know, it's Christmas time and my godson just loves your books and I have to get more because it's holiday season. So where so can they get them? They can get them directly from me, Kathy, K-A-T-H-Y, Brodsky, B-R-O-D-S-K-Y dot com, and that way I can personalize them for them. Oh, nice. They can get them through Barnes & Noble. They can be ordered, mm-hmm. and they can also be ordered on Amazon. Okay. Well, they're all terrific titles, and, and I know that they would make wonderful, wonderful holiday gifts, especially for our Pet Place listeners who love animal stories and want to share these animal stories with their nieces, nephews, sons, daughters, grandchildren, you name it. They're just fabulous stories, Kathy. Thank you. Thank you. And you have they got kathybrodsky.com. Kathybrodsky.com. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, Kathy, and have I you come on the show. Thank you so much. And I wish you luck with the animal books that you have in the works, and I hope you'll come back and share them with us as well. I would love to. I really enjoy being on your show. Thank you, and have a good holiday season. Thank you. You too. Well, we need to take our final break now, but we'll be right back here on the Pet Place Radio Show on Retro 1260. Don't go away. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. Would you like to have a photo of your pet with Santa Claus? Then head on down to the PetSmart in San Juan Capistrano, located at 33963 Doheny Park Road from noon to 4 p.m. Proceeds will benefit the Capistrano Animal Rescue Effort. For more information, call 949 240 7135. Also, I encourage you to check out the Pet Place website at petplace.org to find out more Pet Place news. And once there, click on the contact link and say hi or give us some suggestions for topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show. Well, that's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. Over the next couple of weeks, you'll be hearing some encore presentations of the Pet Place Radio Show that are some of my favorites, and we'll be back with all new episodes in January here on Retro 1260. I'm Marie Hewitt. Please consider giving a homeless pet a forever home this holiday season, and have a wonderful holiday yourself and a very happy new year. <laughs>